0: You are listening to The Magnetic Podcast with Melina Saranak, corporate lawyer turned six-figure online entrepreneur. Here, we talk all things soulful sales, launch strategies, mindset hacks, and behind-the-scenes secrets of building a magnetic online business that unlocks a life of freedom you don't need an escape from. Welcome to the show. Talking about handling sales objections. So, I'm going to walk you through the method and the formula that I use to handle sales objections. And I think it's going to be really useful to you if you are someone that gets these objections a lot. Maybe you get the objections in sales conversations, or people are just not buying and they might not be voicing the objection to you, but even if they're not voicing it, there is a high chance that they actually have that objection, right? And we've all got the big objections, money, no money, no time, not the right fit, all of these things. So let's kind of talk about why people object, right? So like, why do people even object? So people are usually objecting. And the biggest reason why you're going to see people giving you objections is because you haven't actually shown them that Your offer, what you are selling is more valuable than the price they are paying. That is the biggest reason why there is an objection, right? That's how we have to go back to that to overcome all of the objections. I'm going to walk you through that process. So stick with me. So people objecting to you, usually because you haven't done this thing. You haven't built value, but you also have not overcome objections ahead of time, right? So you haven't pre-qualified people through your content and you haven't addressed objections through your content. So one thing that I say to my clients all the time is that if you're getting objections on the sales calls and inside your sales conversation, it's usually too late, right? And like not too late as in you're doomed, but it's usually a good sign that you haven't been doing enough work ahead of time to pre-qualify people through your content, okay? The sales process starts way before the actual conversation happens. The sales process is like right before, okay? So we want to be doing a lot of work to pre-qualify people through our content and also there should be hoops that they're jumping through before they get on a call with you. If you just have one of those links in your bio that allows people to just book a call, like a 30-minute discovery call, calendarly call, and there is nothing pre-qualifying them before you get on the call. I hope that after today, you get rid of that. That goes away because that is such a massive barrier to having a high close rate. It's really, in a way, a waste of time, like your time and their time, because they might not be the right fit. They're hopping on calls with someone that might not be able to help them, and your time because you might, you know, not even want to work with this client, right? So let's let's really make sure that we're qualifying our leads. If you find yourself trying to convince people, then you're handling the objection wrong and you're not actually selling to your ideal client. Your ideal client doesn't need convincing. Your ideal clients are ready to buy, but... It doesn't mean that they might not have some doubts they might not have some barriers right to overcome so that's when we want to actually handle an objection because it's more of just a doubt a barrier we're just going to actually clarify things for them make them feel safe so Let's talk about also why you should get excited for objections, right? Objections are such an awesome opportunity for you to actually save the sale. They're giving you an opportunity. They could just hop off and not say anything and have these unanswered objections. If they're actually voicing it, that's amazing. And it usually means that they're interested, right? It usually means they're interested. If someone's going to sit through like a 30 minute call and then they're like, "Mm, I don't know, it's like out of my price range, this and that, it's usually because they're interested. Otherwise, they would just like walk right past. So let's talk about how to handle the objection. Now that you know why people object, now that you kind of know who you should be handling objections with, let's talk about how to actually handle the objection. And something that I'm going to walk you through is i got a question on how do you handle objections, uh, particularly money objections, when your offer and program doesn't make them money? So there's this view in the online world that people have that only sales coaches or business coaches can handle objections effectively because they can always say something like, but this is gonna make you money, right? There is a return on your investment. And if you are in that niche, If you're in the niche where the return on investment is money, great, good for you. Like there, that's a positive thing because yes, you can use that. You can handle the objection by telling them how they're going to make money. But if you're not in that niche, it doesn't matter because it's not about money. It's about value. I'm going to tell you how to walk through that objection inside Empower Sales Academy, which is my brand new sales training program. You're going to learn the 6A formula for objection handling. And I'm going to walk you through that formula now so you can get a good idea of how to use it. Um, And this is a pre-qualified lead that you have actually nurtured and built value with. So there's a six A's and I'm going to kind of run through them. The first one is attentively listen. You want to listen. And this is like where most things fail. We usually are not listening to an objection. We're kind of like, um, we're listening to respond. We're not listening to hear. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone and they're kind of just like trailing off? You can see they're responding, but they're not really hearing you. They're not asking deep questions. They're not actually repeating back, understanding what you said. So you want to listen and listening is a skill that you learn. It's actually a skill. And we have NLP strategies that I'm going to teach you to show you how to attentively listen, because when you're listening and someone knows you're listening, it's usually a subconscious thing that they're picking up on. And a lot of the times you don't realize that subconsciously you're giving off the wrong signal. So subconsciously, we need to get you to be giving up the right signal. And there is a way for you to do that. So the next step is for you to agree with what they say. Okay, so this is the second big mistake I see people making is they completely disregard what the person says. This is where people... They'll get an objection, right? Like, it's too expensive. You know, I can't afford it. Or I don't have the time to do this. And they go in with, yeah, but, you know, it's got a lot of value in it. Yes, but it's this. And we're like, but, but, but. So we're basically, you know, devalidating everything the person said. First, you're saying like, yeah, I'm listening to you. And then you're saying, yeah, but everything you've said, I don't really care about. And that's a no-no. Next thing is we're going to ask Okay, we've got to ask and get to the bottom of the real objection. Usually when someone's saying, I don't have the money or it's too expensive, what's usually happening is that they're saying, you have not shown me that it's valuable enough. I don't see the value for me. And this is something you need to do earlier in your sales conversations. This is the biggest part of your sales conversation where you're actually extracting value and you are selling value. You're not selling the thing. You're not selling the calls. You're not selling the program. You're not selling the 10-step method. You're selling the value, the transformation. And there is a way for you to create and extract value for every single client you speak with. And even when you're selling in in a live setting, right, on stories or on video. So that is the key let's assume that you have extracted the value and there are specific talk tr- triggers that you can use to extract value in a non-sleazy way, right? Instead, Like one way you don't want to extract value is being like, what's important to you? What's valuable to you? That is such a no-no. People like cringe at that. And they're usually not going to tell you the real value because that's actually asking their conscious brain and their conscious brain doesn't really know the values, right? So we want to actually use specific talk triggers to extract value from the subconscious. So we're speaking to the right subconscious values. And I'm going to teach that inside Empower Sales Academy. Assuming you've extracted the value, you've got the value. And now we're asking those questions to re-confirm the value, right? We're going back. There must be some kind of a disjoint in value if they're still objecting. You didn't do it right. You didn't extract the right value. You're not speaking to the value. Now, if you can confirm the values are the same or they give you new values, you're going to acknowledge and then you're going to reframe it. You're going to reframe it and address that objection, right? And sometimes a reframe requires you to rebuild value. So sometimes they will give you a certain value and you don't handle it in the sales conversation, then they object, and this is your second opportunity to rebuild the value, to really link the transformation of your offer with their values and be like, okay, but this is why the cost or the time or whatever it is, is actually less than the value. And then lastly, you're going to adapt if you need to, okay? One thing that we always want to be is flexible, and it may require you to be adaptive. Maybe you need to upsell, or you need to downsell, or you need to restructure things. You don't need to discount. That's not what I'm saying here. I don't actually want anyone discounting anything. And In fact, you don't want to be bending over backwards. Remember, you're showing up to sales calls as an authority. You're showing up to sales calls as someone who is an expert. So you're not going to be bending over backwards and restructuring your program and being like, okay, let's do eight calls and da, da, da. You're going to come prepared with certain options, certain upsells, certain downsells, and you're going to present. In Empower Sales Academy, we're going to go over every possible imaginable sales objection that you have. Like you bring your objection, we're going to handle it. And you're going to practice this on how to handle these objections. And the best part is that when you know how to handle them in person with someone, you then hop on your stories and you handle them on your stories so that people are pre-prepped ahead of time and you're not getting that objection. You're not getting it on calls. This is why I rarely, 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 like if ever get objections on my calls or in my DM conversations. When someone is coming to me at that stage they're usually ready to buy and they just need some minor clarifications, minor little questions answered. I'm not spending a bulk of my time objection handling. I did spend a lot of time objection handling in the beginning. I learned how to handle objections and then I was able to actually infuse my content, my stories, my lives, my podcast, all the things, emails, with objection handling content to actually wipe out the objections ahead of time. So I'm going to teach you how to do that as well. Um, And that's a really cool thing to be able to do. Lastly, I just want to talk about this question that I got, which was, how do you handle objections that are about money, but you're not helping them make money? A lot of the times there's this block of like, I'm not making someone money. There is no immediate return investment. How do I handle this objection? Because... I can't say to them, like, for example, say I'm selling in Power Sales Academy, I can very easily say to you guys, well, the cost of the program is so justifiable because you use this to go and make sales. And I know that you might be looking at me and going, well, it's easy for her. So, like, it doesn't apply to me. And I wanna tell you that it does. And I wanna show you how it absolutely does. Okay. And like, let's start with this example. Let's start with an example of you being ill. Say you're ill. God forbid, never wish this on anyone, but like, say you are ill, you've got a disease, you've got something and you need a cure, right? This cure, this medicine that you're looking for, maybe they won't even cure you, but they're going to improve the quality of your life. And you think they're freaking damn valuable, right? Say they're going to improve your quality of life by 80%. You're going to go and you're going to pay for them. You're going to be like, give me that thing. So it's really the first thing you have to do is a mindset shift, a mindset shift around this idea that the only thing's valuable is money. The only way you can give someone a transformation is a direct money correlation. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There is so many things that we value in life. In fact, the top value and the top reason why people want money is usually freedom, and how can someone get freedom no matter what you're selling? If you're selling spiritual coaching, great, more freedom and confidence to God and do the things they want. Because if they're not spiritually aligned, they're probably not very confident. Maybe they don't have high self-worth. Maybe they have limiting beliefs preventing them from things. That's not freedom, right? Do you see how you can tie freedom to everything? Like it's pure emotional, mental, and financial freedom. Money can't buy that. And you need to sell that to your ideal client because that is what they really, truly, usually desire. And of course, case-by-case case basis, extract that value. But I'm trying to tell you guys, it's not about money, right? It's really about you extracting what's a value important to that person. And in a one-on-one conversation, that's the best thing you can do because say, you know, someone's value, what they really value is time with their family. This won't be the case for everyone. So don't make assumptions. I see a lot of people making assumptions about mums, and they're like, you want to spend more time with your family. But that's not an assumption you want to make. It's not necessarily true. Not all moms want to have more time with their kids. You know, like it's such a societal expectation. I know plenty of moms that are like, I'm happy to be working. I'm happy to go to work and do my nine to five or whatever it is. What I actually want is like maybe financial freedom or like all of these other things. So extract the value from your ideal customer. The cost of not investing is what you have to show them. And there are so many different ways that you can do this through your content, through your conversations, where you are helping someone see the cost of not investing and see the cost of staying where they are. And there is usually a money cost associated with that. Even if you're like health coaching, there's a money cost. What's the cost of you feeling unwell? So then you're not showing up for your business. You're not doing live streams because you don't feel great. You're not pitching the sale. You're not making the money. I can literally, you can spit any scenario out to me and I can tie it back to a cost. Maybe the cost is no time with your family. Maybe the cost is you not actually living and enjoying your life. There are so many different things. So I hope this was valuable to you guys. Oh, okay. I'll answer this one question before I go. Difference between MSA and ESA. If you're familiar with my previous group coaching program called uh, Magnetic Sales Accelerator, ESA is a little bit different. So Empower Sales Academy is solely focused on sales. One of the things that I've realized from running MSA for like a few cohorts is that there was a lot of business strategy in MSA and there wasn't enough time and depth to go into sales, particularly sales psychology, communications, sales mindset, very the nuances of sales and nuances of communication triggers, talk triggers, all that different NLP techniques. Basically, MSA is a business program. It helps you start a business. It helps you go from zero to 5K in business. ESA is for you no matter what stage of business you're at. It doesn't matter if you're just starting. It doesn't matter if you're making 5K. It doesn't make matter if you're making 10K or above. If you need help with your sales skills and your sales skills are not refined and you want to improve your communication, you want to improve the way you communicate on live streams, on podcasts, through your emails, in your content, on your Instagram stories, through one-on-one sales conversations, whatever way you are communicating live, this is going to help you because we're gonna really talk about the talk triggers that you need to talk about and you need to say to people to get them to buy, um, to make a buying decision that is, we're not ever gonna try and push people to buy if it's not the right fit, we're gonna be qualifying people, making sure they're the right fit. So question, this is a good one. At what point do you know you need a business coach? Yes. Okay, love this. So uh, if you are struggling, I'd say get a business coach. You don't know how to get leads. You don't really know how to package offers. You don't even know maybe what you... And it depends what stage you're at. Maybe you don't even know what you want to sell. Business coach, right? If you need someone to actually teach you how to sell... That's a sales coach job. So there's a difference between business coach and sales coach. Business coaches will give you a business strategy. They're going to give you a roadmap of what to do. And that's kind of what MSA does. It gives you a roadmap, a clear 12-week plan of how to go from zero to 5K months. ESA is going to give you the strategies, right? So think of MSA or like a business coaching program as your kind of container maybe it's the bowl right and you need the ingredients in there and they might give you some ingredients the key ingredient maybe you're making bread it is like you need to put in your baking soda or whatever it is that's the sales skills because this is what I find happens a lot of the time People do business courses and they do programs that teaches them strategies and the program, not all, some of the programs are amazing. Like, don't get me wrong. Some programs will teach you this stuff, but there are a lot of the programs will just give you the roadmap, the framework, and they're like, okay, go and one, get leads, sell to these leads talk about objections, but they don't tell you how to handle objections. They might say, like, make sure that in your content, you are pre-qualifying people, but they don't tell you how to pre-qualify people. Or they kind of like give you one script, but you don't understand why or how you're doing it. So you don't know how to repeat the process. You don't understand how it works. You don't know how to plug and play that into different types of content. Or they'll say to you, you need to build no like, and trust, but they don't tell you how you're going to build no like, and trust. They don't tell you or they're like, you know, make sure that you're speaking to all types of buyers, but they don't tell you how you're going to speak to different types of buyers. What language triggers you need to use to be hitting at someone's subconscious mind. So hopefully that is helpful. All right. How to leave off on a sales call if they can't commit to the payment even after going through objections. Okay. So if someone on a sales call, you've gone through objections and they're like, I can't commit. Here is my firm belief. I give people time. I absolutely don't believe in pushing people into a sale. I believe my ideal clients are ready, willing, happy, excited to buy. My belief is that people want to pay me. People want to work with me. That's a belief I've adopted. One of these beliefs I actually um, adopted just through like really reading um, content from Amanda Francis. And she has this affirmation, which is like, people want to pay me. And I love that. I was like, yes. Imagine I went into every sales conversation believing that, which means that if someone's not ready to commit, I'm like, that's okay. I give you time. I give you time. And I believe that if you're the right fit, you will come back. Maybe now, maybe later. It doesn't matter. So I'll handle the objection. I'll help them surpass doubts. But if it's still a no, I don't push. And I recommend you guys have that as well, because there is abundance and we don't need to convince anyone to buy with us. And I'll simply say on the sales call, like, hey, seems like you still need some time to think about it. I'd love to give you some time. And then I'll usually say like, hey, I'll check back in on you because we want to follow up and then I'll give them a time frame of when I'll check back in. So let's answer this question from Neha. She says, how to handle objections when people are asking to lower the price. It's usually a problem of you haven't pre-qualified your leads. Your content hasn't done the work to weed out the people that are price shopping. You don't want a client price shopping. You don't want a client trying to find the cheapest option. They're not going to be committed. They're not there for you. They're not there for the value. They just want the cheapest deal. That's not the kind of clients we want to attract. In Empower Sales Academy, I'm not just helping you get any people, any clients, like that's not what I'm here for. I want you to have your dream clients, people that are ready, willing, excited to pay you. That's who I want you to work with and people that are not going to ask you to lower your price. If they're asking you to lower your price, something's wrong. So if someone does ask you to lower your price, the simple answer is no, no, N-O. We're not here to discount our services. Your price is your price. You don't walk into a uh, target and try and bargain with them to discount the price. It's a department store. Like the price is set. I would say this, maybe you want to get a new website and you're like, oh, can you do it for like $1,500? Can you do it for like $200 less? then you're not being your own ideal client. And we have to be our own ideal clients. When I am purchasing from someone, when I am, and I've worked with a lot of service providers and business providers like websites, people that do my branding, people that help me with my podcast, I don't go in there asking for a discount. I don't go in there telling them that I can't afford it. That's not the mentality that I'm coming in with. I'm coming in with, I want to buy is this the right fit for me? You help me see the value, right? You have to be your own ideal client. If you are finding people objecting to you, where are you doing that in your own business? If you find people ghosting you, are you ghosting other people? Right? Like I always ask this to people and it's always a bit of a, oh my God, shock moment, but are you doing these things? Like I'll have clients complain and be like, oh, people are so annoying. They'll like DM me these questions they can just Google. And I'm thinking, but you, you are doing this as well. You're DMing me questions that you can Google. And this was like in the very beginning of my business when I didn't have these energetic standards set properly. I didn't articulate my value to people enough, and I was kind of just trying to take on everyone and anyone. And this never happens now. Clients don't message me with like silly questions. Every question is deep and it's valuable. And that's because they're being their own ideal client. So I'd ask you, where you not being your own ideal client? And also if the conversation steers that way, the very simple, easy answer is no, this is my price and we move on, right? <laughs> All right, you guys, I said I was going to go on for like 10 minutes, but obviously this is such a good conversation. And It just, it can't be done in 10 minutes. I love you. I'm going to speak to you soon. And thank you so much for being here and have a beautiful day. Bye. Just real quick before you go, if you found value in today's episode, I would so appreciate it if you took a moment to just take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram story at Milana Saranak. It really helps to get the message out there and it would mean the world to me. And until next time, remember the biggest risk is living a safe life. It is time to play big. Your moment is Now!